0: My gosh! All right, let's lighten it up. All right, here we
1: go. All right, this, is. this is
0: Wise Guy Talks. Wise Guy Talks.
1: Speaking truth to power, exposing lies, fake news, fighting to restore American values. We got some fighters Release back that. there. Man, let's see some shots. You guys ready to fight? This is the Wise Guy, Wise Guy Talks. Uh, We're with you tonight recording episode number 80. The name is going to be called Crusade Against Christians and Conservatives. What happened was there was an infamous video that was released at the Grapevine Colleyville Independent School District. Tape five. I finally got it right. And uh, when we go back, when we come back in about 15 seconds... Uh, We're going to investigate one of the key phrases that happened in that recording where it said, I'm telling you, those conservative Christians, they need to die. They need to get COVID and die. We'll be right back. If I did not introduce Mario, Mario, take a bow. How are you doing?
2: It's good to be back. What's it like doing another show? That's A little more rested maybe than last time, but, um, but I need to make sure I return home with a you know, box of diapers when I leave I know. Here.
1: We call him the Cinco Man. You know why that is? What's that? You know why I call you the Cinco Man? Yeah, I got
2: five boys. Got five boys.
1: Imagine that. What are the odds? Five boys.
2: You should play Unboarded. the lotto.
1: No kid man. You're it's a lot of diapers. Man. Zach? How you doing? Doing good. What's it like being on the show? I'm going to push it a little bit closer to your lips.
0: It's right great. There. Thanks for having us.
1: Uh, who wants to kick this off tonight and start talking about what the heck is going on at your school?
2: Well, let me uh, just give you a little bit of a backstory, guys. So what we have here is a, a Colleyville Middle School teacher that is talking with other peers, uh, other coworkers there in an open hallway, and she's having conversations. Obviously, she's expressing some frustrations of sorts, but But she casually mentions that conservative parents, as you mentioned, should get COVID and die. So, And for these other two teachers, it almost seems like it's business as usual. I mean, there's uh, kids walking around behind them. And um, we just, you know, fortunately, we're able to get at this on video so that we can kind of share what's going on in this teaching environment. And the question that we have to ask is, uh, what does this say about our district's uh, learning environment for our children?
1: Yeah, uh, that's probably one of the bigger questions I First of all, I like to kind of go back to the mechanics of what actually happened. How did it come to pass that there just happened to be a video camera in place to take video of this? I mean, it, I presuppose that maybe whoever recorded that had heard this type of speech before and decided to get it on a video audio. Is there any theories at all, working theories as to what happened?
0: Well, that's exactly what we thought when we were going into this. We were like, how could a child pick up a camera and know exactly what she was going to say? Yeah,
1: and one of the other things is, quite frequently, it's referred to as a, uh, a hallway. But actually, when the uh, the school let out their uh, uh, their comment on it, they said that it was uh, that it was conducted that it was in a high traffic area. It, and as you watch the video, I, a couple of things happen. First of all, I see a lot of kids coming by and it looks to me like it's like in the in, uh, confluence of several different hallways. Is that a fair assumption for the people that have been there? Lobby area. So it's actually uh, quite a big common space that had happened. Kids are walking by. And the interesting thing that I find is, is the lady, Lisa Grimes, who has been identified as subsequently uh, resigned. Um, and as she's talking about these requirements for protection, did anybody notice whether or not she had a mask on?
0: She did not. She did
1: not. Strangely enough. Strangely enough. So I think we've got something of a level of hispo- hypocrisy we're going to be talking about. What you got for us, Mario? You
2: know, just going to you know play the video. I think, uh, strangely enough, it's it's tough to find on YouTube or, or anywhere else these days. So we're just going to play the smallest clip well, of it Hang here. on. Hang on. Let's talk about that for a second. Why do you think that
1: when these racial events happen they're busted out nationwide worldwide and yet what's going on here why are we having a hard time finding uh when we do a google search on this why do you think that is
2: well i don't think it aligns with you know the media and you know the message that they're trying to you know convey across the nation so um it's inconsistent
0: exactly i don't i don't think it fits the narrative guy and, you know, within our district, we have a policy that says if you see something, you say something. Right. And here we have two teachers that are clearly having a conversation with Mrs. Grimes. And not only did that say something, they're seeing it, they're part of the conversation, but then they go on about their business. Ah. That's concerning as a parent.
1: So are we going to play the, which video we're going to play right now?
2: Let's play Lisa Grimes, and we'll come back to, you know, okay. what Zach Let's is mentioned. video. And, uh, okay, cut in video.
0: I
1: think it goes in the not No, because we have a political system that will not
0: allow us to have it. we're so vaccinating like the flu, which is, you know, if flu vaccinated, you want, but you can't, don't try on it. Yeah, I think we need to put it, but way. And it really and to right? in. But it's too late. That's very important.
1: What if we had to do it immediate, immediately? If we had to it immediately, it would do be gone. That's what's frustrating. The rest of our life is impacted because of politics. I'm going to see my boyfriend. Oh! So there it was, guys. Uh, it brings up a couple of questions. First of all, on a scale of one to 10, how reticent do you think they were to have this discussion? Obviously, in the plain open confines of a, a hallway, a general meeting area, call it whatever you want. Scale of one to 10, what do you think?
0: That they were very comfortable.
1: Why do you think it was that they were so comfortable? Was there a culture?
0: Part of the culture, exactly. In that same breath, I think that uh, that's what's resonating within GCISD. And we've seen it with not only teachers going through this, but we've also seen this through principal, Dr. Dr. Whitfield here, I was late. Um, one other thing I'd like to point out, uh, one of our trustees here not too long ago, Probably about six months um, had publicly stated that if you see something, that you say something. And Mario, do you have that clip by chance?
1: Yeah, sure do. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the video. Play it.
0: Because in, in our district
1: several years ago. We created a motto: "See something, say something. Hear something, say something." And that encompasses lots of things. And so, I challenge all of us to welcome this opportunity to um, go through this process.
2: I'd like to say something that I that I'd noticed here in the video. So first off, I did have to replay it a few times because it seemed like the teachers were trying in a way, cover for each other the way that they were talking over uh, Lisa. So it seemed like uh, not only is there a culture there, but there's a culture to make sure they're covering for each other. I'm a teacher, she's a teacher. We need to, you know, do this. But when it comes down to it, just as like Louie was saying, if there's something that's out of line, We've got to say something about that. We've got to bring that to you know, the administration. We need to bring that to ever so that we take that type of culture and we start ridding it and moving forward so that we can actually have a, a teaching environment where kids of all backgrounds can feel comfortable, you know, learning there.
1: And I think I'm pretty safe in saying this at this point that we love our teachers and we love them because we need them. I mean, my daughter's in her second year at uh, Texas A&M and she's really on the right path. Uh, getting ready for medical schools because of the teachers that taught and didn't indoctrinate. So I think that's really important, and we want to show that those teachers that are there to teach our kids, to get them to be the best that they can, we love those teachers. Am I correct on that?
2: Yeah, that's correct. I think uh, Lisa Grimes is just one of at least 30 teachers that we've identified that is committed to this activist cause, and uh, me having been involved over the last year, I've been able to run into other teachers that do not want this type of activism in our schools. So um, we do want the good teachers here, the ones that do their job and do it well, pay them what they're worth, double their pay, you know, but we do want to make sure we give support to those teachers that are doing their jobs well.
1: But to keep that in perspective, I mean, 30 teachers out of how many teachers do you guys have? That's actually a small number. So you're not talking... Uh, jihad against teachers you're talking about finding the ones that are more interested in indoctrination instead of education am i correct on that
2: that's correct but they are a vocal group
1: (laughs) that's true they are a vocal group and the thing that continually amazes me and i want them to continue to do it is the fact that they post stuff on on social media because it becomes quite easy to understand what these guys are about and by the way you know I'm probably the biggest opponent or uh, I support free speech, plain and simply. I don't believe that there should be such a thing as hate speech. I think that takes you down a, a dangerous road. But I do believe that there should be responsible speech. And I think... That the administrators, the people that own businesses, can can they can determine within the confines of those buildings and those businesses and these schools what is acceptable speech. And the funny thing is, if you'd use the shoe-on-the-other-foot uh, uh, theory that lawyers will quite often use, had you have taken Christian conservatives and just filled in several different groups and categories of people, would that have been acceptable?
2: No, absolutely not.
1: You think it would have been acceptable, Zach?
0: No. Not yeah. at all. In fact, Mario had had spoke on that at that trustee meeting.
1: Are we up to, are we, you want to show that?
2: Yeah, I'll play that here now. Let's do it.
0: My name is Mario Cordova, and I'm a
2: resident of Grapevine. So, and this district really struck a nerve this week, so that's what I'm here to talk about. Um, I have a profound sadness for the attack on conservative Christians within this community. I'm sorry to say it, but the video with that Colleyville Middle School teacher was shocking and But the truth is, it didn't entirely blindside me. It's just evidence of what parents have been sensing all along. The district has a problem, and we're seeing it play out nationwide. The toxicity of both our district and the nation is playing out at an all-time high. Make no mistake, it's not just conservative Christians who are being attacked. It's conservatives of all religions. I'm afraid that the flippant manner in which this 15-year GCISD teacher expressed her death wish for us is just the recent example of the anti religion and anti conservative sentiment in this country. This is why I'm asking you as elected as elected leaders in this district to tackle this challenge head on. School campuses should be a safe environment for Christians, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, Jews, agnostics and atheists. We shall come together as Americans to fix this. Conservative Christians should not be open targets for their, you know, by their children's teachers because of their beliefs and neither should anyone else.
1: Let me just quickly say, do you feel like that there is a culture of acceptance in the school, and and let's talk about that. Uh, and I would follow up with that question as I ask you two guys that question. Um, the other two teachers, they're still there. They didn't. They obviously heard something, but they didn't say anything. So are they paying just lip service to that policy, or is there a systemic culture within the school that allows teachers to be quite comfortable to make those kind of comments in public?
2: So, well, I do think that um, that is it is a culture that's been created it's It's taken years to get to this point. I mean, we're talking about like the uh, frog in a skillet uh, analogy here, so it's it's been brewing for a number of years and uh, and it but it first started becoming evident more when we when Whitfield showed up on the map for us. and then all of a sudden we were able to see more things in plain sight, social media, you know emails, and so and then Whitfield even came out. Uh, later and and, uh, and calling out, you know, I guess the people that he was assume were, you know, trying to challenge him. So let me just, you know, um, play this clip here from Whitfield from last summer, and then it'll give us a little bit more talking context about that. To reach their full potential.
1: But these people want to limit that to a certain type of student. And if you listen to them, uh, where a lot of this took off was at the July 26 board meeting. If you listen to their words that they had to say in open forum, they'll tell you exactly who they are about having school for. And that is if you are a white, Christian, straight person, then essentially school is for you.
0: But that's 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 not my role as, as a public school administrator. That's not my role as a human being. My role as a human being is to welcome any and all
2: into this space and give them all the opportunity. But that's why they have a
0: problem with the word inclusive, because they are very exclusive in their approach.
1: Is that guy still there.
2: No, he. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they made their peace with him sometime last okay. fall. So but uh, as you can see. Whitfield, when he first got challenged in, on July 26, he was very quick to play the race card. And so, um, but the second thing that he did was target, you know, Christians and conservatives. That
1: I mean, he clearly did that right there. Do you think that that emboldened Ms. Grimes to have the position that she did?
2: A lot of people have been inspired by Whitfield. In a way, you know, maybe you could even have called him a martyr to some extent for oh. them to continue on with, you know, their activism. Yeah. To me, I think
1: what you're looking at is you guys have a systemic and an institutionalized problem at your school. And it's really going to be difficult for you to figure out how to ferret out those problems, uh, get parents involved, get families involved. And, you know, as I always say, identify the problem. And then how do you plan to address the problem? So I want to come to Zach on this and, you know, talk about whether or not we have a systemic and an institutionalized problem. And I have to go back to the to the saying that that I heard um, that we we put out just a second ago. I think it was a clip from Louis uh, saying that if you see something, say something. Am I correct on that? Was it Louis that said that? That's right. Okay. Um, and we have to ask ourselves why is that not happening? What you got for us, Zach?
0: Well, I think that if every teacher is comfortable with that language and that vernacular, I think that what we have here is something that we have to step back and say, well if teachers are comfortable with this, then why would they be saying it in the hall? So what we would like to see our administration put forth is not just saying that, see something, yeah. say something, but an actual policy that carries through with that.
1: Yeah, and again, I have to ask, uh, let's, let's look at this mechanically. Uh, there were two teachers that were clearly fully engaged in this conversation. And it didn't look to me like they were upset by the conversation. They were quite animated, matter of fact. And you can look in the video and make your own conclusions. Um, My question would be Did administration take those teachers in? And asked him questions about: Is this commonplace? Is this attitude institutionalized within the school? I wonder if that happened, and I wonder if the parents should be insisting, insisting that that happens, so that they can root out all types of hatred, not just specific hatred that, that Whitfield may have identified, but all hatred. Well, we have
2: to yeah, ask ourselves if, yeah, the, if the environment that we've created in this district is acceptable. You know, is the environment that we have in our nation is this? acceptable is this the nation that we want right and um the answer is you know no you know so the the culture that this administration is currently created or is cultivating to is something that we need to break away from it's not going to be easy but at least you know zach and i are here to you know along with you guy to create awareness you know so that we can garner you know parents others to get involved
1: it, before you go on what, what you're about to say um, I find it extremely interesting, off the chart interesting, that Miss Grimes was a TCU graduate. The C stands for Christian. And I'm wondering what happened 25 years ago when she went through that school. Did she get indoctrinated at that point? Did something change? Definitely something's changed from the time that I was in college because I never even heard of this stuff until about 10 years ago when it first started coming on my radar screen. So, anti-Christian speech coming from a woman, no doubt very intelligent woman, who graduated from Texas Christian University. Go figure.
2: Yeah, go All figure. Right. What you got for us? So, um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, it's funny enough, you know, Grimes has some support. You know, there's, there was uh, someone who came and uh, stepped up to the mic uh, just this last Monday evening uh, defending her. And so, this is the type of support that she has. So, I want to highlight that. Um, So, let me play this clip. This uh, clip here. Excuse me.
1: By now, many of us have heard what Lisa Grimes was caught saying in that video, and it was awful. But with all the outrage and self-righteousness, I would ask, did anyone ever stop to think about why she said what she said? If you listen for a moment, I'll tell you what I hear. I hear frustration. I hear exhaustion. And she isn't alone. All of our teachers have been getting pushed past the breaking point. They are tired. It's the long hours, the low pay, the minimal benefits, COVID. And then they got to deal with being attacked by extremist groups, a few ill-informed parents, conservative special interest groups. And if they're lucky, they get to be called unemployable babysitters. Yeehaw.
2: You know, it's almost like he's offering an excuse for somebody to, to, um, be violent or talk about violence in this way about, you know, Christians and conservatives. Had he
1: have plugged in the phrase Indian or Hindu or black or, well, you fill in the blank there. You think he would have been quite so charitable for these teachers at that point?
0: I don't think so. And I think what that does is it breeds more activism within the school district. Uh, Case in point, uh, when Winfield was let go here about a year ago, about six months ago, uh, there were activists that came in from Dallas uh to, to march on the superintendent's home. And so again, going back to that environment, what what does what do the things that these people are saying, what does it produce? Yeah. Uh
1: this is something that we see happen quite uh time and time again. They they try to this is very coordinated guys. And this is where we as conservatives uh we're really slow on the uptake on this because these guys have been planning this stuff for decades, and they have national and state and regional um, coordinating offices. So we're really up uh, against, it's a real di- David and Goliath scenario that we're up against. And I, th- I think parents are just now waking up to what the heck's going on. And the, and the reality of it is, if parents don't become more engaged in this, you guys are gonna lose your school. You really are. And parents are going to wake up one day and they're going to say, I don't want my kids growing up in this. I don't want my kids and being indoctrinated. Instead of reading, writing, arithmetic, they're getting reading, writing, and racism. You know? So, um, Mario?
2: Yeah. So, Guy, you're familiar with the Victor Davis Hanson. A little bit. (laughs) Think it, say it, do it. So, uh, what we have here, you know, is Grimes, again, just casually. She's got some thoughts and she's comfortable enough to say what she's got so and you know where she's speaking violence here and then who knows who would hear that and want to think that's okay to even you know take it to the next step which is you know again acting out you know in violence and so and this is you know the type of situation that we had you know take place on Beth Israel synagogue in Colleyville and and, um and that got nationwide you know coverage within seconds so in 1942
1: that's when our, our friends from Germany decided to institute this thing called The Final Solution. And it was that natural progression that Victor Davis Hansen refers to where think it, say it, and then act on it. And the final solution was basically the extermination of six million Jews. That's what it came down to. And it started with a simple enough thought that a person happens to be a crazed man, a megalomaniac, uh, had the thought... And then he had, uh, as my Jewish friends would say, the chutzpah to make that thought public. And people sit around like these two ladies. I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I'm telling you the dynamics. There may be some parallels. And they didn't shut it down. They didn't say, you know what? I kind of think what you're saying is a bad thing. I'm going to push my little knee wheeler out of here. I'm not going to have any part of this conversation. And that didn't happen. They continued on. So. Uh, so Victor goes on to to say that this not only results in think it, speak it, act it, but fear, anger, violence. Then you get into this fear, anger, violence scenario. And if we're not care- careful, if we don't tamp this down now and call it out um, – You know, we're going to have a big problem, not only locally in a state level, but also at the national level. I'm going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. I'm going to shut down all the microphones. So stand by as we hear from Patriot Mobile. Hey, guys, let me talk to you about cell phones for just a second in one of my favorite companies in the whole wide universe. Yes, wide universe, 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com. These are the new guys on the block. They use the same towers that the big guys do. The big guys love to give money to organizations like those far-left Democrat uh, candidates. Uh, The guys that want to paint Texas blue, you know who I'm talking about. Planned Parenthood. Uh, They're all for those big corporations that just love to put their foot on the back of your neck. I don't think they're too much for Second Amendment rights, and you know how we are here in Texas about our Second Amendment. So if you're interested, why don't you give uh, Patriot Mobile a call? at 972-PATRIOT, or look them up on the web at patriotmobile.com. All right, here we go. We're continuing episode 80. I hope everybody's enjoying it. Um, When we left and we broke, we were talking about Think It, uh, say it, speak it. I think, Mario, you have an add-on for that, or was it Zach? I'm yeah, not quite actually, sure. I'd
2: like to highlight Zach's speech sure. from uh, last week. So, Good.
0: Good evening. My name is Zach Penn, and yes, I'm a resident. <clears throat> I'm here tonight to dis- to discuss something that uh, Trustee Cantor advised. She said, if you see something, say something. So I'm saying something. <clears throat> like many others, I witnessed firsthand how a teacher called for the death of Christian conservatives while talking to other teachers. After she left, those other teachers happily continued on with their conversation. I was taken back by this. I can't help but ask myself, why didn't the other teachers say something? Would this be the first time the teacher expressed these sentiments? If not, perhaps it would explain why there was a camera there ready to record her conversation. Students were within yards of what she said and how she said it. The actions of this now former employee have called to everyone's attention that there is a huge issue within the learning environment within our district. Imagine the type of leadership that is cultivated by this environment that produced and accepted the level of contentment towards other human beings. Where did this leadership come from? Is this the type of environment created by GCISD that we have district-wide? We have a problem, and it starts from the top. I ask you, board, what are you doing to combat this environment of hate in our district? And I ask you parents and community members who are watching and listening, what do you think your children are learning in this environment? Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you for your time. So Zach, I, I wanna ask you at this point, You know, when you gave that speech, what motivated you to come up? Because honestly, people like you are lead, leading by example. And what was going through your mind when you decided to go up and, and give that speech?
0: Well, I, I'm a Christian myself. I'm a conservative, but but moreover, um, whether it was or wasn't, that's not the kind of talk that we need to have in the district. And so, uh, so far as what to, what took place after that, a parent had come up and said, um, "Zach, we just cannot continue to keep our children in this environment. We're pulling all four kids out, and they did. As a result, it's unfortunate. And again, going back to it, we we really are." asking the district to follow through not just with their say if you see something say something but put into practice in their policy and move forward with that because if not we're going to continue to see this type of environment pressing on the future it's just getting worse and worse guy do you,
1: do you guys have a coordinated movement and if so what is the nexus what is the funnel by which uh, people that want to be engaged and want to say you know what enough of this um, i want to get involved i want to help out well how can
2: they do that you can go to GCIS, excuse me, GCISDParents.com, and there's information there, or you can email us at GCISDParents at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, okay. Back back to Miss Grimes. I mean, I hate to keep going back to her like this, but I, I think she represents a national debate that we're having throughout the country right now. And as we all know, she's been a major advocate for DIE. I call it Die diversity. Uh, inclusion and equity Uh, she's been a vocal anti-racist I think she's a prime example of what the left means by D.I.E. and uh, actually is intended to exclude and undermine groups which they disagree with you know so we were talking about that in the pre-show and I, I think that that's a really big point. So what, they're really, what they really want to do is exclude and undermine groups which disagree with them. And that's why they, they bring people in. They, you know, bring in AstroTurf from different school districts. Why are they poking their nose into what's going on in your school? So the interesting thing in all of this is I, I just have to gin socking and circle back to media. It's important to me because the media has played a major role in what's going on in these local schools and all the way from national down to local. All of a sudden now, when we didn't used to have uh, the clique lights and the video audio uh, from national media, now they're showing up in our school board. And you have to ask yourself why. And it, and it seems like over and over again, they never really are too darn interested in what's going on with uh, Christian conservatives being slandered. They don't seem to have too much interest in that. Matter of fact, if you go and look uh, for this story right now, you'll find little... Little, if any, feedback. These guys, uh, Antonia Hilton, Mike Ball, Anna Kaplan. I-, I wrote these guys immediately. I think the story came out on the 24th of February. By the 25th, the teacher had resigned, and I sent clips of the video to Mr. Hicksonbaugh, which we affectionately call Mr. Fiction Fictionbaugh which does broadcast, and then a t- Antonia Hilton, who also is an NBC affiliate reporter, and Anna Kaplan, Dallas Morning News, who tried to get my job. Uh, the thing about it is they didn't respond to my request. I actually, I actually asked them to come on the show and talk about it, or at least do a story on it, but strangely enough amnesia they're not answered at all does anybody have any ideas why i mean no but it's
2: it's even bigger than that i mean google you go and try and google it you're not going to find it i think i talked to somebody uh tuesday morning and and granted i i talked at the school board meeting uh, zach and i both on a monday evening yeah so by tuesday morning someone said they couldn't find the clip anywhere so i had to send it to them directly just so that they could hear it and you know get a little more context on the story
1: they're trying to control the the speech the narrative and honestly, they're just frauds. I mean, I don't know what happened to honest reporters. And at the end of the day, I think that's what 90% of Americans want. I don't want my bias to be fed. I want you to tell me the truth and let me deal with the truth as I see fit. I don't want you to curate the truth. I don't want you to curate the information and then prevent it, present it to me in a way that shows your bias. I, I'm, I'm frankly tired of that, guys. Do we have another segment, Mario?
2: No, that's it. And so we just need parents to get involved. Um, and, uh, you know, come join us. So again, like I mentioned a moment ago, email us at GCISD parents or GCISD parents at gmail.com. And we've got some opportunities for you to get right. involved and tell you how and what yeah. you can do.
1: Yeah. We'll put that up, uh, in the links. So this, you know, just is kind of a little performance or give you some idea of how to find my content. Um, I distribute it primarily through podcasts, uh, but you can also find me on Facebook, and recently Rumble, where uh, the Lisa Grimes story had um, an incredible twenty thousand views. So it did take on a lot of uh, national interest, and so you can also find me on podcasts through uh, iTunes, and uh, Spotify, and Google Podcast. You can find me there. And as always, when you do actually see my episodes. For example, Rumble has a little plus-minus thing. Hit the plus, put a comment on there. Uh, I've moved everything away from YouTube because those guys are not at all interested in the truth. Veritas, what these guys are interested in is pushing their liberal narrative, and I'm fed up with it. I'm tired of it. Uh, Does anybody have any passing comments to make as we close up here?
2: No, uh, I mean, not just GCISD, but find your local parent group and get involved. Yeah. Get involved.
0: Yeah, guy. Thanks for having us on today. It's it's so important as parents that we step up. And and I know a lot of parents uh, have kids that have aged out, but grandparents too. It's important that we all do our part and move forward to where we can hopefully continue on and not have have to deal with this agenda moving forward because it it is getting worse and worse and worse. Right. And it and and I could fall in
1: that category of aged out very easily at age sixty three. But the reality of it is I care about my community. I wanna stay here. I wanna retire here. You know, I wanna be proud of this place. And so somebody says, Where am I from? I'm from Grayvin, Texas. I'm from Golleville, Texas. I love that place. And I want people to, to, you know, to to share in that. And they can't just pack, pack up and move like the Beverly Hillbillies. I'm sorry, that's not an option. There's not many islands left to go to. And if you can't save Grapevine, Colleyville West Lake, you name it, South Lake, any of the rest of those uh, schools in this area, what the heck is this place worth uh, being here for? You know, because Texas represents freedom and independence. Let's keep that going. Thanks for listening to Wise Guy Talks. We appreciate you quite a bit. We appreciate you guys. Dolly Parton in the booth, appreciate you helping us out. You guys have a great day.